Ladies and gentlemen, the draft has concluded. We are our first Monday. Happy May. Happy road to the Super Bowl. This is Breaking Tables. Let's have some fun tonight. It's the Mafia. You know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the Mafia. You know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the Mafia. I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the Mafia. Right, you know I'm rocking right. with the Bills. Who you repping? What's your team? Who you repping? What's your team? You know I'm repping for my team. I got that challenge on my team. Like a high Jordan boy, can you catch it? Straight niggas like a mask, you're not catching anything. Matt Milano making plays, we not scared of any team. Best in the AFC, all the praise of Brandon Bean. You hear Sean McDermott clapping while I'm snapping? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to Breaking Tables. Uh, this is me, Brian, a.k.a. Epic B, and Tapanil in the house. What's up, buddy? What's up, a.k.a. Epic B? What are you doing over there? I just cracked open a beer. boy. Nice. Happy Monday. Uh, Happy we Monday. concluded the draft. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Um, tonight's going to be an epic show. We got a special guest, which I'll introduce here in just a second. Uh, guys, this is uh, you're watching Breaking Tables on the Built in Buffalo Network uh, go ahead and hit that like, hit that share, and hit that subscribe because uh, it makes our like chest area warm and fuzzy, right, Tampa Neal? <laughs> yeah, so. of course it does. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get our uh, good friend Peter on from the Buffalo uh, Buffalo Blitz podcast. I said it right this time. Uh, what's going on, Peter? How you doing, brother? What's up, guys? What's up, Peter? What's up? I appreciate you guys having me on. I feel like we didn't see each other enough on Thursday for four and a half hours, but I know. You're, I know. I Wait, you were on Thursday? On. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, I remember. I, I remember seeing everybody at one point that night. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't show uh, them. Thursday was a fun show, though, right? Oh, Thursday was a blast. We covered the draft. We had some fun. We saw the Patriots maybe screw up their pick. And we hopefully saw the Bills get a future all pro at corner. You're, you're missing. Guys, it. We saw the Guys. most important thing ever. Epic B jumping through a table. That was, yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how epic Are that you still was. Uh, I, I am still sore. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't get this one kink. You know, I guess I still got to turn like this, you know. Uh, so uh, that was that was a huge fail, but it was dark. And, uh, yeah, at four hours of uh, talking about the, the Bills. Uh, I, I'm thinking before we talk about the Bills and the draft, let's go around the room. Let's get started. Let's talk about this draft in general. What was the biggest surprise of this draft, Tampa Neal? Uh a combination of uh, Sean McVay laughing at um, the New England Patriots pick or the New England Patriots pick in general. You're talking about this this little clip right here. Oh, my UT Chattanooga to the first round. Hey, where is – how about that? And we wasted our time watching him thinking he'd be at 104 maybe. <laughs> Wow! Wow! <laughs> exactly. It. Shots fired. All right, that was that was a uh, very uh, shocking moment. Uh, pretty sure Peter could agree that you were. He probably had him up up in the hundreds, right? Yeah, I had a third round grade on him. So, <laughs> yeah, no disrespect to the kid. He's, he seems like a. It was a solid player in college, but it wasn't worth that first round value. And when he when he was picked, I forgot the number was. And I think we mentioned it on the live show. ESPN had twenty nine or something. Yeah, I had their predictor, like it was like a 94% chance that the Patriots could have gotten him with their second round pick. 
like that came up on ESPN. I was like, poor kid. But I was like, hey, he's making a lot of money he's, and he's doing a good, a good for him. But no, that was a funny pick. For answering your question, though, my biggest surprise and like a big picture thing was the fall of the quarterbacks. You have like obviously Kenny Pickett yeah. went in the first round of the Steelers, but then we waited until the third round to see quarterbacks, which was Desmond Ritter to the Falcons, Malik Willis to the Titans, and then Matt Corral to the Panthers, like the big names. But a lot of people were thinking after day one, beginning of day two, like who's trading up to get either Willis, um, Corral, or Ritter, and they did they fell to the third round. So I thought that was probably my surprise of the draft. See, you kind of took mine. Uh, that's what I was going to say the same exact thing, just because we're these quarterbacks, we're all talk. That's all you ever hear. And anytime yeah. a draft comes up is quarterback, this quarterback, that who is the next Josh Allen, who is the next Patrick Mahomes, who is they're always comparing somebody to someone in the NFL. Uh, and you have all these teams out there that really don't have a good quarterback. Uh, I mean, look at the the Giants could have had a quarterback. Uh, the yeah. Saints qu- arguably could have, you know, some competition for Jameis Winston. You had all this going on, and then it was just, it was just a very strange draft, right, guys? I just, I, I, I felt it was just, it was. I mean, we, we I, I, you know, it's strange when I get the right pick, and I, I'm just like. Rolling, you know, closing my eyes and going, um, all right, Kyrie Elam. Woo, I was right. I told you I was right. Give me that title. <laughs> were, were, any of you, were any of you surprised that there were no um, QB trades? Right? Yeah, with uh, yeah. with uh, the Cleveland guy, uh, Baker, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. yeah, Baker Mayfield. Him or uh, what's the name in San Francisco? Jimmy you know, G. Garoppolo, yeah. I wasn't going to get <laughs> traded out. Well, the Browns kind of screwed themselves tra- with signing the contract to Deshaun Watson. Like, you had to trade Baker before that. Because oh, yeah. now people are like, well, you can't keep him because the money, the cap hit is way too big to keep a backup quarterback. It's like 20, somewhere in the 20s for the cap hit, and that's just too much to keep a backup quarterback. So, and the Browns should have traded him before the Deshaun Watson thing. Now teams know, well, you're going to have to cut him eventually. Why the heck would I give up like value? To go get them so strange or you know even yeah. a third or even just you want to shoot them in the face just hey day we'll give you a seventh come on anything just, yeah. just take them yeah give, give me something come on ten dollars at mcdonald's dollar <laughs> menu come on <laughs> no, dude, we're, but trust me we're good we're we're cool good luck hey whatever you guys are doing in cleveland hope you guys burn <laughs> um guys it, no it was it was interesting a lot of drama outside with all these receivers not being able to play um you know it's it's another reason why it's i i'm blessed to be a buffalo bills fan we don't have any of that outside noise okay i mean you're 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 First pick, and you're in Buffalo Bills. That next very night, you were at a hockey game with Josh Allen, Knox, and Gabriel Davis. Like it's that's pretty sweet. Welcome to Buffalo, baby. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, you know, uh, let's. I want to get down to these uh, in the Buffalo Bills picks, obviously. Uh, but it's it's always good to just relish the fact that we've got a solid, solid team, solid, solid team, and we only got better. Tampa Neal. Peter, we only got better. Yeah. Viewers out there, we only got better. 100%. You know, it's With funny. The, first- the, the Bills filled a need that people may not have thought it was ever a need. But that kicker we drafted, or the punter we drafted, punter, punter, fuck, yeah. man. Our quick. punter sucked last year. Matt oh, Hack was so fucking can't horrible watch. last year. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, uh, he was we got the punter god to oh, the mafia. I would have I would have punted for you and gone farther uh, for a case of Bill O'Leary. 
and a couple autographs. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, the punt god. You 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 don't come up with a nickname like that. You can't just co- wake up one morning. You know what? I'm gonna start calling myself punk uh, uh, punt god and see if it catches. No, someone's got to give you that title, and yeah. you only got to get that title from doing one thing: kicking a damn ball. Yeah. I couldn't hock it. <laughs> he was the best punter in college football last year. He averaged yeah. 50 yards per punt, and that was the highest uh, among FBS punters last year. So he was the best punter in the in the Well, he had like football. four punts over 70 also, which yeah, is like fucking unbelievable. Punt. It was unreal. Yeah. And with the wind, if he's punting the good side in Buffalo with the wind on his back, oh, my God, that thing's going through the end zone. He's going to kick it in the second row. Yeah. So here's here's a question then. Uh, which ball is going to go further, punt God's kick or Josh Allen's throw? Tampa Neal. We lost Tampa Neal. We lost Tampa Neal. Okay. Peter, how about you answer for him? Because Tampa Neal went dark thirty. <laughs> He's having some issues, man. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go punt. I'm gonna go punt. Really? Yeah, I just think even how swole Josh get got yeah, over. Oh yeah. man! All right. Yeah, I just think with the wind on your back, that, that how the punts go is kind of different. How the football goes, we're not counting like when they bounce. Like just where it lands is the distance. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna go punt. Um, because his legs could be nice and fresh in the games because we don't punt. Like remember the Patriots playoff game? We didn't punt once. Right. So it's a good problem to have. His legs would be nice and fresh. Maybe that's why Matt Hawks was terrible because he wasn't used to punting all the time. And then, like when we had to punt, he was he was brutal. There goes Tampa Neal. And Tampa Neal said uh, power just went out. All right. No, really. Well, we're gonna um, we're gonna enjoy having power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got Jared Reed with twenty four seven Buff Fandemonium. Hey, hey, what's up, buddy? Hope you guys enjoyed that draft as much as we did. Uh, let's get into that first pick. Okay, here we are, and it's kind of nervous. We're having that four hour drink session, uh, just basically talking about anything and everything possible. Uh, and the pick was in. It's like Buffalo Bills traded the twenty three. Like, oh my god, what is he getting? Uh, what were your instant reactions, Peter? Because I know you probably had best available on that board. Was he your top cornerback on that board of of of, of people to get first round and a cornerback? Yeah, because after Stingley and Garner, after the top two guys, and we knew we weren't going to get them, it was kind of like a mush of kind of guys like the McDuffie who went to the Chiefs a couple picks earlier, and then it was like a Lom and Booth Jr. I was more of an, a Booth Jr. guy, but well, you got to go a little more research with the Booth with the injury. His his height is not as good as a Lom, and a Lom I think fits what the Bills wanted. But when we saw the Bills move up to twenty five to twenty three, I thought, and I think a lot of us thought on the stream was that we're moving up for a linebacker. Because I thought, like, let's let's go get a linebacker. It would have been Devin Lloyd. Obviously, it wasn't. And I also thought it could have been. We weren't moving up for Brees Hall because that just would have been plain stupidity. Right. Which but is I thought we would have been a laughing stock in the world if we had we done that because he made it in the second, really. Yeah, but the thing is, I saw us. There was a lot of cornerbacks on the board that I had first round grades on. So like Booth Junior, uh, Kyle Gordon, McCreary, and then Kareem Alam. The difference was they don't listen to my board. Bean listens to his, him and his staff. And Alam was the last first-round pick that they had a grade on as a first-round pick on the board at that time. So they're like, we got to go get our guy because at 25, that means we're technically reaching for a second-round guy at pick 25. So the Bills got their last first-round pick or first-round grade they had and then got a need and a cornerback that I think a lot of people love, the fourth cornerback off the board. 
Um, he possesses a lot of a lot of traits that I think a Bills defender needs. And you can kind of see his um, once he was drafted, like he wanted the playbook right away. If you saw the clip when that's his, insane, uh, his like, combine. I'm, I'm Terry Pagula. I don't care. Just give me the playbook, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yeah, uh, you want to talk to the coach? Here we go. <laughs> uh, and you, we, people got to understand too. All these, you know superficial armchair GMs out there. Well, why did we trade up when he was going to be available? They were good. It's not about the people, the teams in front of you. That's going to be, that's going to get that guy or take, pick that spot. What about the teams behind you that really need that spot? Yeah. You're going up against, you know, core, uh, the, the Patriots were right after you and they needed a cornerback. So you got to get your guy, get it quick while you can move up. If you have to, that's smart on being. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is like, on their board, and they're the board. Their board, like I love my board and all my stuff I do, but their board's the only one that matters for the, for the as a Bills fan and for the Bills. Yeah. That's all they look at. Obviously, they don't look at anybody else's. And then he was their last pick. Who he was their last uh, player that they had a first round grade on. So if you don't go get him at twenty three, and let's say he goes at twenty four, let's say some other team, like you just said, Brian, jumps us because that's what you had to worry about. Another team doing exactly what we did. Then you have to. Oh, Tampa Neal's back. Hey, on, Welcome back. We just started the show. <laughs> Perfect. Everything Light okay? Started, Lights started flickering and everything just went off. And then turned back on and I'm like, okay, I'm going. All right. Yeah. Hope you don't have any poultry guys. I just wanted to reboot the uh, you know, internet. It might have been poultry guys. That's possible. Yeah. It is, it is. It is 2022. Anything is possible nowadays. The yes. T-virus is real. No, that's messed up. All right. Um, we're talking about that first round draft pick, uh, Kair Elam. Uh, and when you kind of drink as much as we did on Thursday's night show, that was a very difficult name to pronounce. Um, then, you you know, you watch so much, so much more information about him and everyone else I was talking about him. It's, you got to get it. Uh, but he, he is a uh, number one. Welcome to Buffalo. Again, that next, that following night, he was in a Buffalo Sabres game uh, where uh, it was the announcers last night and they ended up winning in overtime, right? That'd be, that'd have been awesome. Tabanil, yeah. let me lost you again. Another poltergeist attack. I'm here. Okay, there you are. <laughs> um. What do you think the first thing that he does and in Buffalo? Let's talk about our first round draft pick. I bet he goes to a hockey game. No, okay. That was mine, Tampa. Thank you. Yeah. All right, moving on. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a list of these. We'll be here all night, folks. Um, Jason, Jason Elam. Why do I keep saying Jason Elam? Kair Elam from the Gators. Okay. Uh, I think he's going to be a great fit. Welcome to Buffalo. Let's move on to uh, pick number two. Okay. Um, pick number two. This was kind of interesting because we kept on trading back. I'm sitting there going, oh, we're next. We're not. Wait, what? We're not next. Oh, wait. Well, <laughs> we're not next again. And we picked the absolute last place in the second round, right? 63 is the last possible. So, uh, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we get the point. We, well, the point. we, we picked close. him pretty much pretty close to last. Yeah, the last. What was your yes. not knowing Cook? What was in your mind? What did you want at that position? Um, I'll be honest with you. I was expecting them to trade up. I mean, I think me and you talked about this too. And I was expecting them to trade up and go heavy at cornerback. That's what I was expecting. Didn't happen. However, I'm not disappointed with the pick. James Cook was a very good pass catcher out of the backfield in Georgia. And what better person to give Allen another pass catcher? 
and we did talk about them. Just you know, yeah. I think uh, Bean must have been watching the show when he was like, "Oh, oh uh, James, give me some information on this James Cook that I heard about on Breaking Tables." Mm-hmm. Um, Peter, what was what was going through your mind uh, before that pick was was announced? What what did you want and your thoughts on on uh, newcomer James Cook? Well, obviously, when like you're watching the draft, you're doing your thing, and when we keep teams keep when your team keeps trading back, you kind of get disappointed because you want that pick to come in. You want to know what you what who you picked, but it was smart because you gained a couple additional six round picks, which helped you move up back into the fifth round and get another mm-hmm. player that I absolutely love. But the James Cook pick, I was ecstatic about. I know you and me, Brian, when you came on my podcast for Buffalo Blitz a couple weeks ago, we talked about James Cook, and I love James Cook because. He's that pass catching running back that we haven't had in a while. And I think he's an electric running back out of the backfield. And he's Fast. not a and yeah, exactly. And he's not a direct replacement of Devin Singletary because him and Devin Singletary are gonna work together, which is something that Brees Hall or like a Kenneth Walker, they would have directly replaced Devin Singletary. James Cook does not, and James Cook doesn't have a lot of wear on his tires because he split carries with Zamir mm-hmm. White, who was also drafted in this year's class. I, James Cook is an electric um, pass catcher. People, some I know Dave was talking about. It. Some people said his vision wasn't um, good. That might be the farthest thing from the truth because his vision is incredible. To be an elite pass catcher and to be able to get to the second level as easy as James Cook does in college, I feel like your vision has to be pretty good. So people that said that, um, and we know who said Strange, that. right? Because there, there's yeah. a lot of tape of him just breaking yeah, out and his, finding that right hole. His vision, uh, you can criticize he maybe he's not the best running through the tackles. Like that's not his thing. But I don't think that's why we drafted him. And Bean also said, and a lot of people said, we're going to line him up in the slot out wide. He did that at Georgia. Mm-hmm. This guy is going to be used in so many different facets of the game. He's, he's not just – he's going to obviously get balls out of the backfield like a normal running back. But having a third down running back is going to be awesome. And a guy that's super young, super electric, and maybe he turns into that every down back. But right now, year one, if Singletary is that first and second down back, and then you have James Cook as a third down plus on other packages. So Ken Dorsey is has a lot of work to do, but a lot of fun work to do because he has a lot of different players that have different skill sets that just going to make this offense Hum all year. No, it's never a bad thing never, when you have too many weapons. That's for sure. No, not a bad thing. It's a fun. It's a yeah. fun thing, and it yeah. makes its job a little harder because you got to get people touches. But it's it's going to be a good thing for the Bills. Guys, do you remember when the Saints, uh, right before they uh, they went on that Super Bowl, just they kicked ass with Drew Brees, and who did they draft that year as a rookie? Alvin Kamara, and they wanted him as that third down. All they needed was just an extra third down piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And look what look what happened. I mean, I'm. I'm that's I mean, what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. if if James Cook this year is, turns into more of an every down back, Devin Singletary guys is a free agent at the end of the year, and there's a lot of guys that have free agents at the end of the year. You have Tremaine Edmonds, Dawson Knox, Jordan Poyer. So Singletary, I'm not saying he's on his way out. That's not what I'm saying. But if James Cook shows you enough to be that every down running back, why not? It creates a lot of things, which is a good thing for the Bills because it gives the Bills a ton of flexibility down the road. Iron sharpens iron. That metaphor that we've been hearing, well, this is a prime example of that, right, Tappanil? Everybody's going to be like, we are just completely stocked. We're not even done. We'll be mentioning two of our draft picks so far. Guys, moving on. Pick number three. This is a really good position that I, I was. I really wanted to have to solidify our depth in linebacker position after losing AJ Klein. Um, I'm still glad. I was. I was. I was hoping they would go round two with, or even round one with a linebacker. That would have been epic. But instead, they went round three and they got this guy named Terrell Bernard, uh, linebacker 
Um, and I mean, I, I, I've never heard of the guy. Maybe just I, I never really did too much research on that position. Uh, I save it for, you know, guys like Tampanil and Peter to, to look into. But what's your thoughts on number three pick, Tampanil? I mean, I thought it was a solid <laughs> pick. He's going to be a decent player. He'll be a, you know, start off special teamer in, in all reality. But he, he's a good pick. More importantly, do you have the clip for that pick? I don't. I do not. What? <laughs> what was Peter? What was yours? Let me. I'll see if I can find find one. Peter, well, what's your thoughts on our, our uh, pick number three, Bernard? This is when I think the first time the Bills might have reached in the draft or corner. I mean, I had a fourth round grade on him, but I thought it was a position of need. The interesting thing, like Tampanil said, he might play special teams, and the interesting thing is the fit of Terrell uh, Terrell Bernard. Um, he was a Sugar Bowl MVP this past year in the Sugar Bowl in 2022 against uh, Miss. 20 yeah. tackles, yeah. four yeah. losses, and a, couple, and a couple sacks. And he also, something that people don't notice, he had zero touchdowns allowed in 983 career coverage snaps. So every time he was in coverage, he's never let up a touchdown in college. That's thank you, PFF. I appreciate wow. all wow. the fun stats that they give you. Um, But, yeah, that's something that's very interesting. And I think another thing is he's going to be the big nickel. We don't have a big nickel. We have our nickel corner. And Teron Johnson's an incredible nickel corner, but he's not a big nickel. And we cut, we cut AJ Klein, um, so we don't really have that third linebacker. Terrell Dodson tweeted like a 1.30 a.m. bet. So he's ready because his roster spot or his position's kind of affected because it directly affects him, Terrell Bernard. I think this is a player where year one special teams year, and rotational linebacker and that big nickel guy, and people also think he could play safety. I think this guy is going to be McDermott's – I think McDermott's going to fall in love with this guy because I think you can use him as the pass rusher, a normal coverage linebacker, flex him out into like a Jordan Poyer safety role, play him inside with a big nickel. I think the the possibilities are endless, so I think we're going to see Terrell Bernier – like he shouldn't have a position next to him. It should be just like defense because he's going to be doing so many different things, and I think that's very good for him, and I think – a hybrid linebacker that gives you way more versatility than an AJ Klein will be a good ad for the Bills. Wow, that's interesting. If that's anywhere near as as accurate as, as you're saying, we're in for a ride, guys, with with our third round pick. Um, moving on, I really wanted to talk about wait, this. So I, we, wait, we I have the clip. I have the clip. You do. All right, show it, deal with your internet. Be, I think he's got he's got, he's got the whole deal. He's all hyped. Look at him. He's in the zone. The Zoom is talking to himself. He's in the zone. He is in the zone. There's no doubt. Pete Pete Abitante, the league. Look at him. Go get him. Where's his walk-in music? Hold on. That's choppy, Tampanil. Hold on. Let me. I'll I'll find a better. It's really choppy. Sorry, dude. That was yeah. That was really choppy. Here we go. Beauty of internet. Bills. Kyle Brandt was the guy that did the intro, or the the pick. Yeah, this was an absolute epic fucking walk-in. When you walk in, when you intro, when you introduce somebody, this is how it should be forever, everybody. Oh, yeah. That was absolutely amazing when he did that. Yeah, well, ESPN didn't show it, which pissed me off. I was watching ESPN's coverage. They didn't show it. Really? They were just talking, and I was like, what? I knew he was coming. I should have flipped the NFL Network. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Share this. Let me share the system audio, and we're going to go with Chrome tab. Do do. Oh wait, we gotta wait. Of course, there's a commercial, guys. Oh, we're giving a free ad out here. 
<laughs> well, we're probably we're, trying, we're probably gonna get kicked from just like, showing this, but uh, that's how epic it is. We'll 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 take that one on the chin, right, Tabanil? Yeah. Just wait for it, guys. Casper mattresses. Sorry, <laughs> right, here we go. Here we go. Aaron Glenn, they're going to be very good. Here's your moment. Enjoy, Enjoy it. Go ahead. Thank Soak you. it in. With the 89th pick of the 2022 NFL oh, draft. He didn't. They didn't. The Super Bowl 50. Oh, uh, I thought that was the one where the whole video was, but all right. Oh. I mean, you guys, guys, you guys get it. You all watched it. If not, you watched yeah. it on social media all weekend long. It was played, replayed, retweeted, reshared. Uh, it was in, in, in the wings. Come on, man. He pulls wings out of his that, and he eats it. It's like, come, this that, is moving to Buffalo. He's moving to Buffalo. Might as well. At this I mean, point. He, he literally came out and was like, like when he came out and said, he goes, this is perfect being in the luckiest city in the nation because the only thing that could stop Josh Allen was a coin flip. I yeah. love that. That was yeah. absolutely amazing. Dude, it was uh, that, that was good. How the fuck did he get that shirt? That, made that I'm back? sure he had to get that cleared from somebody because even Roger Goodell was like, you know, give him a high five hug and whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, and we, I just find it funny that every time Roger Goodell went up, they would still boo him. It's just like, come on, man, <laughs> that is hilarious. Poor Roger Goodell. No. Yes. Um, guys, uh, let's move it on here. But Kyle Brandt is the man. Uh, Moving on to pick number five, which I thought was very interesting because I had no clue that this guy was even available. I thought he was a third round. I was, you know, I, I, I remember his name, so therefore I must have looked him up somewhere and he was on some board somehow, somewhere, thinking, wow, we got a guy at number five and I'm looking at our board and stuff and it's like, holy shit, he was he was a top, top, uh, he was up there. Uh, Tampa Neal, what are your thoughts on gaining uh, some extra depth in our already crazy insane talented wide receiving crew um this pick here like you i was very shocked that to see his name called i thought that he was already chosen at that point and to see his name called was very exciting because i heard a lot about this kid he was very talented he came out of boise state so i thought it was a great pick it was definitely added a lot of depth so this year i mean it was it was a steal at the position we got him I mean, he's uh, really quick. Uh, I think he's he, yeah. he ran in the uh, low four fours, low, sub four fours, yeah. uh, five eleven. You know, uh, I'm thinking replacement of Cole Beasley. But what's your thoughts, Peter, on uh, Khalil uh, Sakir? I can't even pronounce his name correctly. That was my favorite pick in the draft, and I, you know, how much I love James Cook. That sure. was my favorite pick in the draft for the Bills, and I have an article coming out in Built in Buffalo. I did draft grades. I gave that I gave it an A minus just because of how where you took him and all that stuff. But A minus is a good grade in my book. Um he's an electric, electric playmaker. And I had a third round grade on him. So I was like when he came up, I also forgot he was still available because like he had to be go. But I checked people off as like they go, and I thought like, oh maybe I just well, missed this, this is a family show, Peter. What are, what are you doing, people? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, I don't think I no. got that. Yeah, I got that. Um, okay. he he PFF. This is something he had a ninety. They gave him a ninety-two point oh PFF grade, which was the highest among wide receivers in this draft class. So PFF grade him as the this past year he yeah he's been ninety-two PFF grade, which was the highest among wide receivers in the draft class. He's an electric player, and the cool thing about him, I know he's five eleven. He can play outside. He can play. Inside, he can punt return, and he can kick return. He mm -hmm. can do everything. 
And I think that's awesome with the Bills because we don't need a guy that just can be an outside or just can be an inside because we have guys for that. Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, Jameson Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakir. I think it's – is it Shakir or is it – I don't know if you say the H or not. I don't know. Sakir, I don't know. Whatever. But I'm I'm so excited for this pick because he's going to be someone that can do everything and his run after the catch or his yards after the catch, and that is something that the Bills kind of missed last year, is off the charts. I, I can't believe this guy got to the fifth round. Him and Calvin Austin, who went, I believe, in the fourth round to the Steelers, those two guys should be should have been nowhere near those rounds. Both of those guys should have been day two picks. And Khalil Shakir, Shakir, I don't know, whatever. But we got to find out how to say his name. I got to find out. How or to say we just come name. up with a nickname. Yeah, <laughs> we, we need a nickname. But no, this guy is Khalil. In- that's Superman, bro. We're yeah. have Superman, but all right, never mind. We can't do that. Um, yeah. Peter, I will say one something. thing. It, it is difficult to uh, get runs off the catch when you have a quarterback throwing dimes to the two yard line. And you only have two yards to go. That is, that's a good thing. But it's just another weapon for Josh Allen. It's just another guy because you have, let's say, Gabe Davis on the outside, Diggs on the outside, and then you have Isaiah McKenzie, which we know Isaiah McKenzie will do literally anything and is absurd Mm -hmm. on the field. Jamison Crowder is that direct Cole Beasley replacement, and then you add him in, and then it's just, I don't know, you can line up on the outside. and You can do anything. And then if if he can um, punt return and kick return, um, that would be awesome because he has done that in college. And this is – Probably Marquez Stevenson. That's probably a tough break for him because that kind of maybe pushed. I was about to say, what what does that do to the wide receiving group? I mean, we we are so deep; it's ridiculous. It has to push him off the. uh, I would say it would push him off of it. So I'm looking up. I can see Gentry or Hodgins before Marquez because I think he's still under that rookie. Yeah, I would say. I can imagine. Like you have Diggs, you have Davis and Crowder. Those three aren't going anywhere, right? Like we, we got that. So two outside the inside. Yeah. And then you have Isaiah McKenzie. He he does more than just being a slot guy. Like yeah. he's not a slot guy. He he does too much. So he's not going anywhere. Um, Sakir is not going anywhere. You know, you didn't draft this guy in the fifth round to cut him. Like, I, I, right. I, I know mm-hmm. it's the fifth round, but this guy should and being even said he should have been picked higher and he thought he was gonna be picked higher. Then you left with Marquez Stevenson, Isaiah Hodgins, Tanner Gentry, and Jake Kumaro. I think Jake Kumaro is probably safe. Because he's another outside tight end, kind of outside target, good red zone target. He does a lot on special teams too. Exactly, yeah. So then it's either Marcus Stevenson, Isaiah Hodgins, or Tanner Gentry. Probably Tanner Gentry. And he's uh, he's uh, uh, Josh Allen's favorite target, right? Is that Touch what the rumor is? <laughs> Touchdown Jesus, baby. He's oh yeah, not going yeah. anywhere. So I think it's Tanner Gentry, probably him or Isaiah Hodgins. Marcus Stevenson's probably too dynamic enough for them to give up on him after one year. Um, yeah, so he can't Hodgins or Gentry. Haven't really shown us anything. They also haven't got a lot of playing time. So one of those two. I think that's an easy mm-hmm. cut. Now, uh, here's, a, here's a side thing with Shakir. Uh, we're not going to call him Shakira. Let's call him Shakir. That sounds cool. Shakira. Uh, no, <laughs> definitely not going to do that. <laughs> uh, the What about receiving the balls at the back end? That'd be interesting, though, too, right? You, haven't make, you, know, you, you can make the roster, but you're also going to return some kicks. You got the speed for it. You're not as fast as Stevenson, but I think you're more reliable than Stevenson when it comes to holding that ball, catching that ball. Yeah, that was bad, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you can show us, he can actually hold on to a ball and a punt. And Isaiah McKenzie, who I love, has struggled time for time with that. If he can show he can receive punts and kicks, that just gives him another chance, one, to make the roster, and – Obviously, play legit uh, snaps. Uh, then we go uh, with Matt Ariza, uh, punter from San Diego State, which is uh, you know insane that two others went before him and 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 
uh, earlier rounds. Um, I mean, the Bills were just gambling, and I think they gambled very, very big. Like, they played some good, good picks here. And to have this punter, a, a, a believe it or not, a need that we do, uh, you've all seen Matt Hawk, when he was even allowed to kick, how crappy that was. Um whether he was rust because he wasn't doing anything in the sidelines because we were up by 50 points or Josh Allen was just, yeah, just insane. Like he's been doing all year and he's only going to get better with the receiving group that we have with the running group that we have. Uh, but you got to give the punk God some sort of recognition. Uh, he's definitely going to make that team. And that just, if I'm Matt Hawk. What are you doing? Tap First thing you're doing when you find out they, 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 they this punk guy, who did this punk guy? That, that's how Matt Hawk sounds like. What, what do you, what's, what's first thought that you do Tap What are you doing? Update my resume. <laughs> call, call your agent. Okay. Call your agent. Just, here are the teams I don't want to go to. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's, there's really not much you could do. I'm honestly surprised they even resigned Mad Hawk. Really am. I feel like that's going to be 750000 wasted dead cap. So, yeah. I don't know what his what his value is right now. Peter, what's your uh, what, what, what are you doing? You're Matt Hawk. What are you doing when you hear that? Punk God is on the team. Um, I'm gonna sit on my couch, open up uh, a cold one, and just call my agent and just keep doing my thing. Nothing he can do about it. He has to go if he's not gonna get cut. He got to go compete because he probably thinks he's better than him because that's what these professional athletes do. And you have to have that confidence. But you gotta just you gotta go with it. If he gets cut, he'll still get paid. Um, he'll probably get picked up. But I really don't care what he does. But look, he was yeah. bad. He was so bad. Like I we, we and we can't have that aspect of our our game like that can't be a deciding factor in the game <laughs> what's up louis louis matt hawk is the nathan peterman of punters he has cool youtube videos right yeah. <laughs> well guys that's the most that we'll ever talk about punters for the rest of the season so i hope that was interesting <laughs> for you guys yeah. uh so the, the last few picks again these are just guys who are probably not going to make the team yeah. um practice yeah. yeah there's one guy i like which one I like of, so Christian Benford at six, quarterback yeah. Villanova, Luke Tanuta, uh, Tanuta, uh, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech, and then Balin Specter, linebacker, Clemson. Okay, so I'm a Virginia Tech football fan, so I like Luke Tanuta. I, I think the, the Christian, yeah, the Christian <laughs> Benford, um, I think he'll be able to make the roster because I think the Bills wanted to double dip on corner, and I think that's exactly what he does. The Luke Tanuta thing is very interesting because he reminds me of Ryan Bates. In, in the sense he's a versatile offensive lineman, but he has the size of Spencer Brown. He's 6'8". Like, this dude is wow. massive. But his arms are coming to question. That's why I think the Bills will want to move him inside. He played tackle at Virginia Tech. So he could play the tackle and the guard. Like, you know how Ryan Bates can play the guard and the center? And the Bills love that kind of Ryan Bates kind of player. Do I see him making the roster? I think he could be a practice squad player. But a guy that can play tackle, a guy that can play guard, um, is very versatile for the Bills and a guy that's six eight, like he could turn into someone, and that's a productive. And Bean also mentioned we don't want him to do the Wyatt Teller situation again, where we traded Wyatt Teller to the Browns and he became an All Pro guard. So yeah. that's something the Bills don't want to do. And I think he could make the roster out of those three guys. I think Christian Benford probably will make a practice squad. Maybe the Bale Inspector pick I didn't get, but it's a seventh round pick, so you don't really get much with that. But right. the Luke Tenuta one, I think you have. A chance because the guy's huge and he's can play inside and out. So you have a guy that is going to be a developmental prospect. So what the Bills do with him will be very interesting. 
Well, yeah, it's also one of those things you can never have too many linemen. No, yeah, injuries and all that stuff. And yeah. the guy, like, like you said, because like what Ryan Bates was so important. Like if Mitch Morse, God forbid, knock on wood, it goes down, Ryan Bates can play center. Luke Tenuto could play guard and tackle. So that gives you a lot more flexibility on his behalf um, for him to make the roster. And then it just gives the Bills another option where a guy that only could play the tackle position might have less flexibility. All I hear is Cody Ford's gone. <laughs> I think we all can agree on that one. Cody uh, Ford's still on the roster right now. So <laughs> your days are numbered. Now, I know we got to keep, uh, you know, depth, obviously. Um, this is, uh, I think the evolution of, of linemen, they, they, they're, they're, they're moving up, they're getting bigger, they're getting more athletic, you know, yes. back in the nineties mm-hmm. and even early parts of the two thousands, uh, first decade, there was, uh, you know, just your traditional linemen. Now they're getting quicker. Now they're getting stronger. Now they're getting, uh, I think the bills have this formula uh, of finding these guys that, are just like diamond in the roughs, a little rough around the edges, but a little polished, you know, on our te- new technological uh, athletic field and p- amazing culture. You're going to, you're going to do good. Look at Ryan Bates, you know, look at um, Wyatt Teller. He, he went off to do better things that we drafted. I don't know why we, but whatever, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. Well, all we can do is move forwards, but I think it's, uh, you know, him being, we trust. I, I'm, I'm okay with uh, anything that he decides. Um, I think, Overall grade, I'm going to go ahead and start this one. Um, this is going to be A+. plus. This is an A+, plus. made our deep roster even deeper, and um, I can't wait to just really – I can't wait just for the first preseason game. I'm going to be like, oh, my God, here we go. You know, it's it's going to be interesting. But I, I give this one a uh, A+, plus, 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 plus. Stephanie, how about you? A-. minus. You're an A-. minus. Yeah, Peter, why A minus? Now you don't. You didn't think it was that good. Did you think that we're gonna? We found our. We found our guaranteed Super Bowl guy to make us get to that Super Bowl. I mean, the only reason I think it's not an A plus is because I think we had too many draft picks. We didn't need that many draft picks. Okay. So I would have traded would... up a little bit more, used the capital that we had, because we just didn't need to draft. I mean. Unfortunately, these guys that we drafted somewhere from the sixth, seventh round, like a couple of those guys are probably just not going to make the teams. And yeah. I know you don't you don't want to draft people to not make the team, but essentially that's probably what they did. So all right, well, fair enough. Everybody's got opinions, Peter. Plus, that's all. I I agree with Tampa I'm going a minus. Sorry, I can't hear you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Oh, no ahead. worries. No worries. I look, I love the first two picks and I love the fifth round pick and uh the receiver from Boise State. I love Cook and I love Alam. I think the only thing I wanted was the Bills to address an interior alignment earlier in the draft, like a third round pick as an interior alignment, like a developmental guy that can sit behind Saffold and Bates for a year because Saffold's on a one-year contract. He's had some injuries. I just think we needed an interior alignment um, in the third round, but I love uh, the Bernard pick. So I think it wasn't a bad pick. It wasn't like we just screwed up the pick. So it wasn't. So it was a good consolation prize. I like the Bills draft. An A minus is perfect. At least I'm not CBS Sports giving us like a C. What was it? A C or C plus? Yeah, that's that's what they did. Something like that. C or C plus. And then NFL.com came gave us. I think an A minus or an A. They gave so us they, an A minus, yeah. I saw A, a minus, minus a few different places, yeah. 
Yeah, in my CEC plus is just in, in CBS Sports. If you read the or listened to the article or listened to the the show they talked about, they said James Cook has a similar skill set as Devin Singletary. So that means they have never watched football in their life because that's just not true. So like, <laughs> it's not that hard to like Google like James Cook highlights on YouTube and just watch them for like two minutes and be like, yeah, it's a different player than Devin Singletary. So. Yeah, well, that's a plus, a plus because I'm definitely a glass half full kind of guy. So um, either way, it was a good draft. Uh, I mean, we, we know our team more than these other so-called talk show analysts, guys, you yeah. know, analysts out there. Yeah. They're just, they're just, you know, that they've got some crony doing some research while exactly. there's like, you know, texting and making stupid up things to say or hate on Nick. Right. But um, um, compared to our you- counterparts, right. What's that Neil? Um, did you see that the undrafted free agents they did pick up three offensive linemen? They did, and they also picked up Jalen Wademeyer, the tight end from Texas A&M. That was a very, very sneaky pick because he fell because he had a very bad combine and pro day, so he didn't test well. But a lot of people had him as like a third or fourth round pick, middle of the season, but he didn't test well, so he could be a total boss and never be anything. But when you get an undrafted free agent, like you look at a guy like why didn't he why did he fall? He didn't test well. And I thought that was a solid pickup. Could be a maybe potentially roster spot. It's tough. I had what I had a th- had a sixth round grade on him. So I thought he could have been drafted. So that's something. And the, the oh Lyman always cool. The undrafted free agents are always kind of cool to see because one one of them is yep. gonna be Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace. And yep. it was Dane was Dane Jackson a seventh round pick or undrafted. Dane Jackson, I think he was undrafted. undrafted. Yeah. Okay, so that just and that's that's the cool thing, with Christian Benford, because you've seen the developmental of, of how good McDermott is with the uh, developing corners. That fifth round pick from or the sixth round pick from Bill. Sorry, seventh seventh round. round. He was he was drafted. Seventh okay, round. okay, same thing. Seventh round undrafted, and Dane Jackson turns into a viable corner. Levi Wallace gets a second contract, and then you have Christian Benford, who we just took in the sixth round. So that gives me a little hope where whenever the Bills take a corner, I'm like, this guy's going to be a stud. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, so as a, as a simpleton here, okay, you guys uh, might be able to answer this one. Um, these undrafted free agents are choosing Buffalo, right? They're like, I'm going to, how does that work? As I'm an undrafted free agent. I'm like, I want to go to Buffalo. I want to at least try out. I want to throw my, my hat in the ring with Buffalo. Um, uh, everybody who made a big deal out of it. Maybe I don't know. Understand if, if it's a good thing that you got all these undrafted free agents. Do you know how that works? Tap and or Peter. Um, I mean, it's the same way as free agency, basically. Exactly. You, you have you like being and all them had their, you know, motherboard of players. And if there's players left over, they're reaching out to their agents saying, we want to bring you in. And if they want to come, they come. If not, they have to find another team. Same, same as free agency, basically. Exactly. Okay. That makes it a little simpler. Yeah, and it's based off like money. Like Trey Turner, uh, who doesn't really matter, but as an example, Virginia Tech wide receiver went undrafted. His he originally signed a deal with the Vikings, but it was only he only got two thousand five hundred dollars guaranteed from the Vikings. And then like twenty minutes later, the Raiders are like, you know what? We'll give you fifty thousand dollars guaranteed. So you also have to look at that. Like the guaranteed money you get per team is something that is um key. And if like on the free agent side, like, can I make the roster? Can I make the practice squad? Because you got to make the roster. That's your first step. You got to make the roster. So if you see a team that is loaded at your position, you might not go down that route because they don't care about the Bills winning games or Super Bowl. They're trying to make the roster. That's what they care about. So if like 
Jalen Watermeyer has a chance to make the roster because after Dawson Knox and OJ Howard, it's Tommy Sweeney who hasn't, and Quentin Morris. They're like, okay. And Jalen Watermeyer probably sees that like, I'm better than these guys. I'm not better than OJ Howard or Knox. Those guys are set in their one and two roles. Or not yet, at least. Or not yet, at least. Yeah. But that third tight end spot gives me a chance, or at least I can make the practice squad. So you kind of look at your position. Can I make the roster or at least the practice squad from at your position? Well, compared to your wide receiver, like you're probably not going to try and be traded over the Bills. Yeah, you don't go there. Or running back, Raheem Blasher from New Tech was signed. He's probably a practice squad at most. But sometimes you don't have a choice. Like that's the only team that calls you. And you and they give you good guaranteed yeah. money, and you gotta go for it, and you gotta you gotta start somewhere. Uh guys, so we and compared to our uh, our counterparts in the AFC East, the uh New England Patriots, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Okay. Um looking at there, okay. So we're grading ours a A A minus the average out to an A grade. Uh if we had a look at our counterparts, let's start with a uh, let's start with the Lolfins. Uh we want to list them all, okay, but we can just go their first couple picks. Okay, uh, and I started with the Lolfins for a reason because they didn't pick till round three. Uh, they picked the inside linebacker, Channing Tindall. Uh, is there anything we got to be scared of? Uh, Peter, I'll ask you because you probably know more about this guy than Tampa Neal or myself. Yeah, look, the Dolphins, the whole draft was very underwhelming. Like the guys they took, the receiver they took in the fourth round, they completely reached for him. Um, Channing Tindall, I did have a third round grade on. Um, he's very good, but he was a little overshadowed at college, which kind of scares me. That scares me, but kind of why maybe he fell to the third round because Quay Walker at Georgia went in the first round, and then Nicobe Dean, who fell to the third round, who never fell, was incredible. He went to Georgia. So he was that third linebacker at uh, Georgia. It was a good pick. It was a, it was, I had him in the third round grade. They took him in the third round. They got value. It was a good pick. I think I don't think he's going to be anything special. They got a solid linebacker. Everything else they did was really underwhelming. And the, the, the wide receiver in the fourth round wasn't. I forgot what even grade I had on him. I, I had a fifth round grade on him, so I think they reached. But he was there so was nothing too worried about. No, they, what would you like, grade them? What would you comparison to our it, our draft? It, it's such a hard grade to draft because there was two one guy in the third round who they I think they hit on the guy in the fourth round who they reached, and then two seventh round picks. One's a quarterback. Like who cares? Like I think that was I think an NA is that a fair grade? Like I don't have a grade because I don't think there was enough. There's enough not enough players or enough for like. Things to grade on them. They, they, hold on, here, let me let me ask that question again. Yeah, do you think they did a good enough job to compete with the Buffalo Bills? Because no, right no. now we are their biggest threat. No, I don't think there was anything they F's. could have done in the F's. draft. F's. Moving no, on. Nope. Straight up F's. <laughs> hey, Tampa, are you okay over there? All I hear is like your your uh, dog bowl go flying, and <laughs> I was putting a beer in my uh, koozie there, and it made a little noise. So uh. I apologize. <laughs> no, um, I'll tell you the Dolphins <laughs> draft. If you grade the entirety of their actual draft, you got to give it a little bit higher because they traded picks away for a player that is a great player. Now, just because he's a great player, doesn't mean they still have anybody to throw in the football. So that's true. They don't have a quarterback. With all these other quarterbacks out there, I mean, he didn't go out to the third. You didn't want to waste. I guess you didn't want to waste your third round pick on that one. Okay, whatever. No, no. Uh, it's just I. Comparison, we got to compare our counterparts because we are the threat of the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. goes the division goes through the Buffalo Bills. We can we're all in agreement here. Everyone tuning at home understands this, and either analysts understand this. Um, your whole idea as a team that that plays Buffalo twice a year is to 
have the right pieces to to beat us. Uh, yeah, Tyreek beat us, but he was on a stacked team with, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes sowing to him. Sorry, to a turtle, to, to a turtle over, you are not Patrick Mahomes. So um, that's why you have that draft to take care of your glaring weaknesses, and they just didn't do it. Uh, move it on. Sorry, Lolfins, you guys are automatically eliminated from the playoffs already. Um, now the Patriots. This is. I mean, I. I've, <laughs> let me play it one more time here. Really? Oh my, UT Chattanooga to the first How round. Hey, where is? How about that? And we wasted our time watching him, thinking he'd be at one hundred and four, hey. maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sean McVay's reaction is absolutely amazing. It really is. You think he was sauce? You think he had a little, you know, little yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, so their first pick was offensive tackle Cole Strange at number 29. Um, there's a lot of experts, including Peter, uh, that he was a, you know, late second, uh, even third round, I guess, pick, but. You know, yeah. I guess we, we don't do this every single day, every breathing moment for, for our job. So I guess they see something that we don't, okay? Uh, again, they their job is to beat the Buffalo Bills twice a year. So that means you have to protect a noodle arm so he has time to throw it five yards. So I guess that makes sense, right? Protect the noodle arm, Tampa Neal. Is that what you would do if you had to beat Buffalo Bills? Well, yeah, and... They, I don't think they did much at all to help their team no. with the straps. Not even a little bit. No, they were. I, I, I've seen a few places where they received Fs. They were brutal. And you know what? Bill Belichick in his career has never drafted well. He just hasn't. That is, that is correct. So, yeah, I'm not worried about New England. I, I'll tell you one thing. We're going to get into this next, but I think the Jets will finish higher than the Patriots this year. Yeah. Uh, I can, that's 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 arguably yeah, that's a good argument we'll have here in just a second um but i mean with i don't know i think it looks just strange is i don't know what what belichick's end game is is he Literally. trying to sabotage the play so he can say oh by the way i retire too <laughs> you know I, I don't know i i just what are you what are your thoughts peter on on if, if you're you're the gm and or the coach and you have to beat a Buffalo Bills team twice a year, or you see them twice a year, at least win one of them. This is the draft to do it. Yeah, I agree with Tampa Neal. They didn't get any better enough, not to beat the Bills, and obviously have to worry about that, but make the playoffs again. Like Cole Strange, solid alignment, but they reached. He was the third round, in my opinion. Tyquan Thornton, they reached again. They were guys. They they were quick. There was guys on the board. Like I think there was a couple guys on the board. I got Calvin Austin or a Shakir who I had a higher grade on than Tyquan Thornton. And we got him. Wow. In the wow. Oh yeah. He's much more, much more polished just because Tyquan Thornton can run straight fast. And then you have Marcus Jones. I think they hit the Marcus Jones pick because they took him in the third round and they, and I had a third round grade on him. I think he's a solid corner. I think he could be very good. The Jack Jones, they doubled up on DBs another corner. I had a seventh round grade on him. Um, and he went in the fourth round. So that, I guess you can, you can do whatever you want with that information. Um, Pierre Strong, solid running back. I think that was, I'm looking what grade I had, but there was nothing like I lose my mind. Pierre Strong, I had a fourth to a fifth round grade on. They took in the fourth round. And then they took Bailey Zappi, the quarterback who broke Joe Burrow's touchdown record this past year. I actually had a third round grade on him. I actually don't hate him, but what's the 
point if you just took Mac Jones. I don't know. So overall, <laughs> that draft right. was they reached, they reached, they I guess they hit, they reached, and yeah, they did that. So yeah, they reached a lot. Uh, That's what Brian, I got. did you happen to see um, Mar- Marquez, uh, the, the guy that we did that does the New England podcast? He had a post that said, "This is shaping up to be a great pick for New England. I can't wait." And, and you scroll down his thing. He goes, "Yeah, that didn't uh, last well." <laughs> yeah, good friends, friends of ours, uh, Sports Dynasty podcast, mm-hmm. diehard Patriots fans. Uh, I'd be interested just to hear their thoughts on that. I'm sure they're crying themselves to sleep. So they get big whopping Fs because they're the Patriots. Yeah, they're uh, very and uh, F as in F the whole organization. Moving on to another. Oh, by the way. Yep. What's that? Yeah, they just got eliminated from the playoffs. So moving on to the Jets. Guys, um, AFC East. Do we do enough to beat the Buffalo Bills? Let's start with Tampa Neal. Do you think the Jets did enough to beat or potentially, let's just say, contend? Because that's rhetorical and that's a trick question. You're not going to beat the Buffalo Bills. But can you compete with the Buffalo Bills with some solid picks? Uh, Beat, no. Compete better than last year, that's for sure. Uh, They definitely picked up a hell of a lot of talents. Overall, they probably had a better draft than the Bills did, but they needed a hell of a lot more than what the Bills did. Um, yeah, I mean, they picked up a ton of talent this year, and they'll they'll probably they're, they're not going to be finishing last place. I don't think this year in the division. Yeah, uh, we could argue who's going to be worst team: the Dolphins or the the Patriots. But yeah. uh, <laughs> legit uh, argument too. Uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> they're definitely there's they're still three years or or you know minimum away from being uh, contendable. Uh, but this is talking about a draft. You hit the he- uh, nail right in the head, Tampanil. They they did have a, a better draft in terms of on paper on who they added, but they still have a lot more to go. Uh, Peter, yeah. what are, what are your thoughts? I agree. I agree with Tampanil in the sense that I think. They're not good enough to beat us. They could be in a game with us because that's football and that's sports and just how it works. Could they be in a contention for the seventh wild card? I think that's where they put themselves a little if Zach Wilson turns into anything because that's obviously what you have to do. You have to have the quarterback. Look, Sauce Garner, good pick at four. The Jets did their job at four. And then Garrett Wilson, I think they could probably would have went. I would have went Chris Olave or Jameson Williams, but it doesn't really matter at 10. But teams that are in the top 10 should nail the pick. You should be getting good players. Like that's where you're picking. Jermaine Johnson at 26, very good pick. Brees yeah. Hall at 36, I did not understand because I like Michael Carter a lot. And I think Michael Carter has the potential to be a very good running back. Jeremy Rucker at, in the third round, cool tight end. The problem with the Jets is that, like Tampa Neal said, they had so many holes to fill that all these players are going to be asked to play legit snaps and legit time right away. When the Bills did, only person they really filled like an exact need, because I guess James Cook is an exact need. Like If you didn't go running back, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. Kyrie Lam was the only need we had on this team. Everybody else, like James Cook is the second running back. Uh, Bernard's the third running, third linebacker. Like everything else is like a kind of icing on the, on the, on the candles. Um, I said on the candles. I said on the cake. Um, we definitely said candles just for the. Yeah, record. I did. I did say. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. But yeah. Well, 
the Jets did a good job. They did what they were supposed to do, which what you're supposed to do when you're picking at 4, 10, and then you move back into 26. Like, if you came after that draft with all their picks that they had and we were like, they stunk up the draft, like, that's a problem. Like, they, on paper, they hit the draft. They got themselves a corner, a good weapon, a good pass rusher, a running back that I think they didn't need, but another good weapon, solid tight end. Jets are good, but if Zach Wilson still what we saw this past year, if he doesn't develop, then it doesn't really matter. Well, the one thing that they did fail to address completely, their offensive line still sucks. Yeah, yeah. Mekhi Becton's such a wild card. George Fant was pretty good on the left side. Mekhi Becton, who they took a couple year ago, years ago, was very, mm. very iffy. They do have Elijah Vera Tucker, who they took last year, who I like at guard. But, look, the Jets are they're cool. Gary Wilson, I think they could have took another receiver, but I like Gary Wilson a lot. Sauce Gardner is going to be asked right away as a rookie to be guarding the number one receiver in whoever they play. And they're going to, that's four times against Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. and Stefan Diggs. And, and you hear what he said? Did, did you rookie. hear what he yeah. said? Yeah. Bull, yeah. Bulletin board material. Yeah. Oh, I can, I, I can take Stefan Diggs one-on-one. Okay, buddy. No, okay, that's, welcome that's to the NFL. This is, this that, is that's, that's cute there, buddy. Diggs is going to go out there and just let him up his first time. Be like, here you go. Yeah, and I think the thing with Sauce Garner, like he's, I think he's gonna be very good, and I think they took the best cornerback at the position, but mm-hmm. he's gonna be right away asked to guard like the number one guy. He's gonna be thrown into the fire right away. Kairi Wan yeah. maybe a little, but once Tre'Davious White comes back, he has nothing to do with the number one corner. Like Tre'Davious White, that's Tre'Davious White's job, and that's scary. Same with Derek Stingley in Houston. Like those two guys, we saw that with Jeff Akuda with the Lions a couple, like two years ago. He was asked to guard the number one guy right away, and he struggled because it's hard. It's not an easy thing to do. So that's what the Jets are drafting guy, guys that could be instant starters. One, you're not going to hit on everyone, and two, rookies take a little while to develop. So yeah. people like Jets are. I think they got better, 100. percent Unless you're Trey White, who just comes out of the gate yes. swinging. There's players that that are good right away and they go to good systems, but Sauce Garner is going to have a not the Jets. A little bit of a, not of the Jets. A little rude awakening. <laughs> Jets system yeah. is, yeah, you can't compare the Jets organization to the Bills organization no. uh, by, by a long shot. I mean, we're, we're this is like night and day difference. These guys are uh, hit the reset button. They're still building uh, new quarterback, new coaching staff, uh, new ownership or GM or something like that. If I'm, I mean, uh, who cares? It's the Jets. They, they're, or says, new, the New Jersey Jets. Um, who cares about New Jersey? So, um, I think they did good this 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 draft, and uh, we we're, we have nothing to sweat, guys. Division is still ours. Division still goes through Buffalo. I'm excited. Uh, this is I will, this is awesome, I will guys. tell you one thing: the difference, the big difference between Elam and Gardner. Elam played against five first round wide receivers. Yeah, career. that's a good way to look at it. Gardner, I mean, who the hell is in Cincinnati's division in college football? UCF, Memphis, Houston, those types. Exactly. Of yeah. Yeah. That, that's going to be a big difference coming into the NFL when you've played guys that are already at that level compared to when you just yeah. haven't. I got I got one alum stat for you to wrap it up. Since 2019, alums 55.6 passer rating allowed in coverage was the third lowest among SEC cornerbacks. That is since not this past year. That is since 2019. So <laughs> there's been a ton of guys that come out in the draft, and he was the third best since 2019. 
That's awesome. Uh, guys, excited. Um, welcome to Buffalo. Here we go, Super Bowl. Uh, Peter, you are the, uh, you, you got something going on here this coming Wednesday. The premiere, you are no longer going to make uh, ear holes wet. You're going to be making eye holes and ear holes wet at the same time with your show, uh, The Buffalo Blitz. Go ahead and talk about this uh, premiere coming up. What day is it? How can we tune in? Yeah, this Wednesday is my debut of my live show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, like we, how we always watch Built in Buffalo live shows. Um, yeah, 8 to 9 every Wednesday. It's the Buffalo Blitz. Yeah, so we're moving from – we're transitioning from an audio podcast on Friday mornings to a live show on Wednesdays from 8 to 9. First show is this Wednesday at 8 o'clock. All right. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I've never done a live show before. I've come on you guys' shows a couple times. It's a blast. So I'm excited to do my first live show. So whoever tunes in, I hope you guys ever that's listening and watching tunes in. Give me give me a minute to get going with the live show. Hopefully I just smooth transition. But no, nah, I'm super excited. So I hope hopefully everybody tunes in on Wednesday at eight o'clock. Oh, yeah, well, everybody, tune in. I mean, where this is the uh, uh, the, the the doctor uh, analysis uh, extraordinaire over here. Uh, I look, if, you know, again, Bill and Buffalo has so many different personalities, so many different types of shows. Uh, we're on the goofy spectrum. Peter is on the you know get in depth into it. Uh, he has real facts, tangible facts. We just got tangible bullshit. So um, I'm glad that we all can still get along, still have a good conversation. Uh, this is built in Buffalo uh, Network, baby. Uh, we're going places. Uh, trying to think of another network that has better just shows back to back to back than than built in Buffalo. Um, so again, Peter, thank you so much. Uh, I look forward to having you on again in the future. Uh, you know, we got uh, a lot of football ahead of us, a lot of time in between hand. Uh, and uh, I wish you, you know, you're nothing but the best for your show. Well, I'll make sure to tune in on Wednesday and uh, try not to make fun of you when you start. I'm joking. I won't do that. But <laughs> we'll definitely add it on in the, in the, in the group. So um, wish you best of luck, brother. Thank you for tuning Appreciate in, uh, joining it. us and giving us your knowledge. Awesome. Tampa Neal. Mr. Pixelated, something's going on with your internet. The poultry guys, bro. It's the poultry guys. Been doing that all the show. I just haven't oh, said yeah. anything. I, I, I didn't have the heart to show say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all right. We're used to it, Tabaniel. Um, Tabaniel, where can we find Breaking Tables, brother? Well, you know, you can always find us Mondays and Thursdays right here on the Built in Buffalo Network, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you pull us up. We are on Facebook Live. Twitter live as well as YouTube. Pull us up, like us, share us, tell your friends about us, uncles, neighbors, not your attorneys. But tomorrow morning, as you are driving into work, morning shows suck. So pull us up, listen to the audio version of us this way. Your uh, boring drive in when you're stuck on I 95 won't be quite that boring, huh, Brian? Or 390 if you're listening in Buffalo or 90, or the 90, 390, up in- the 90. <laughs> Or but, any yeah. any any interstate. Pull us up where you li- where you listen to your favorite podcast: iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Pod. Just pull us up; you'll love it. You're and in a store. You're at home, if you're sitting at home making dinner, and you're like, "Hmm, I need to know. I need to hear something fun about the Bills." You say, "Alexa, pull up Breaking Tables podcast." She'll do it. She'll do it. Heard her. Alexa, right. off. <laughs> Go ahead, awesome, awesome. Guys, uh, 
that was a fun show. Very fun show. Don't forget to listen in the audio, especially if you missed this on uh, or any future shows and you end up, maybe let's say you're shopping because your wife drags you out or your significant other drags you out and you don't want to hear the outside noise. So let us be motivation for your ear holes. Guys, this is Breaking Tables. We'll see you Thursday. Special edition of Cinco de Mayo. Uh, guys, Woo. see you Thursday, right? Peter DeBasi from Buffalo Podcast, Buffalo Blitz Podcast, Tampa Neal and Epic B. Guys, go Bills. See you Thursday, right? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Love you guys. Love you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs> go Bills. Go Bills.